Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Joining us now on the Schneider Orange Childline, our buddy Ryan Wood from the Green Bay Press Gazette. He is going to be joining us uh, weekly on Tuesdays and Thursdays throughout the entire season. Ryan, how you doing? Doing great, Bill. How's it going? We're doing well. So uh, let's start with uh, all the discussion, and we'll get it out of the way revolving around Aaron Rodgers. It seems like he just doesn't want to talk about the Jordan Love stuff anymore. They've got a lot of work to do. It's a short uh, three weeks, uh, you know, kind of preseason, so to speak, of training camp as they try to get ready for an opener. So give me your thoughts on where the offense is, and I know we can't see a whole lot, but give me your thoughts as to the depth at tackle, the depth at wide receiver, and some of the things Aaron Rodgers has alluded to in his pressers. I mean, the offense is going to go in a lot of ways how much progression we see in the quarterback from year one to year two. I mean, it, it's he's going to be the, the foundation of this thing, and I know that they still want to run the ball more, and they're they're going that way, but but the the progression we see in Aaron Rodgers from year one to year two is going to dictate a lot of this this growth that we see. Now, as far as the tackle depth, and I think that that's, that's a concern. You know, you look at this offensive line, it's really interesting – the interiors where they have the depth in terms of talent, but also in versatility. I mean, we've seen Lane Taylor slide outside to tackle in a complete emergent situation in the past and hold his own. We've seen that happen. Billy Turner, starting right guard, he started at both tackle spots in, the, in this league. Now, the Packers want him at guard. They paid him to play guard. He, he's better at guard than tackle, but he still started uh, at both spots. So they've got a lot of versatility on the inside, too. It's not just the talent that they have in terms of the numbers but they have versatility. So it's going to be really interesting if if there is an injury to David Boxiari or Rick Wagner, how they reconfigure this offensive line. Usually teams are loath to move a starter from another position to fill another one because then you're weaker at two spots. But the reality is that they that their best their, their, their best backup tackles might be guards. What did you hear as to the release? Why did the release of Cole Madison just not not the guy they thought he was? Yeah, you know, he's coming off the ACL. I, I think it was just going to be a really tough go to miss your rookie year. Um, and, and understandably so. He, he had to step away to take care and address his, his mental health. You come back year two, and it was going to always be a retro year. He made the initial 53, but it was really a learning year to knock the rust off from this year away, to, to get acclimated with the offense. And then at the end of that, while you're practicing, you tear your ACL. So that, that's two years gone to start a career for a fifth round pick uh, that, you know, was not a sure thing coming in. I mean, there was an adjustment period that he was going to have to have. And then you look at the fact that what they did in the draft, I mean, they they drafted three six round linemen. 
They've got uh, Elton Jenkins, who was a second-rounder last year uh, while Cole Madison was away, and he's come in and he's been an instant starter at left guard. So they're just there's other pieces now that weren't there when they drafted him a couple years ago. Uh, I look at the uh, the depth of the offensive line. I agree that the interior is much better than the exterior when you talk about the tackle position. But you look at a guy like Elton Jenkins. I wanted to touch base specifically on him. Uh, you have Lane Taylor coming back. You have some depth there when it comes to that. How strong an offensive line should they remain healthy? Do you think they have? I think a lot of that depends on what happens at, at right tackle with Rick Ragnar coming in and, and more specifically injury situation at tackle because if there is an injury there, I mean, right now your backup at both tackle spots is question mark. I mean, that, that's, that's the backup if you look at the two deep. So it, no matter, you've got Billy Turner who's played both tackle spots, but you're still sliding a guard, a preferred guard to tackle if he's the guy. Uh, Alex Light, you saw him last year. You probably wish you didn't because it, it wasn't good when you saw him last year. So who, who's there to, to, if there's an injury and attrition is part of offensive line play? Over the course of the season, injuries are going to happen. It's, it's rare and special the year that you are able to trot out the same five all 16 games. So when that does happen, if it happens to tackle, what's the depth like on the perimeter is going to probably ultimately define the arc of this offensive line over the course of the season. And it's, it's an open-ended question. It's something that they're going to have to find is, is a lot of you know, the, the, the depth and, and, and guys that come in off the sideline if they're needed. Um, what is the? Are they better pass blocking or better run blocking? This is going to be a run oriented offense, as we know. Matt Lafleur wants to use more motion. It wants to more. It wants to morph more to the Kyle Shanahan style of offense that we saw in the NFC Championship game with a lot of misdirection as well. Is this line better equipped for that today? That's a great question because I do think that there was some struggle last year, especially early in the year when they transitioned to that outside stretch zone. I, there's a reason why over the course of the year, especially early, they still at times fell back into that inside zone blocking scheme because it's what they've been doing for a long time under Mike McCarthy. And uh, what's that look like year two, especially with the limited off-season time and, and the, the you know offensive line especially is, is a group that benefits from getting together in the offseason because you're able to mirror your, your foot patterns and you're able to to get in sync with the guy you're lining up next to it's the whole you know the individual it, it needs to fall into the collective and and the best way to do that is to actually be able to practice together so without that with that limited time how does it look year two i, I do think that you know this david bakhtiari is one of the best if not the best pass blocker in the NFL. There's a reason why he's an all-pro. Uh, this this offensive line for a long time has been set up for pass pro because you've had Aaron Rodgers and you've had Brent Farr before him. And in Green Bay, the philosophy has been keep the quarterback's jersey clean, and rightly so. Uh, but now you're, you're, you're moving to that heavy run offense. You you need to, to, to get into a place where you're doing more of that outside zone than last year. It's, it's going to be really interesting to see without that extended training camp in the offseason. So the, the the run game we know they really want to rely upon, and I don't know what A.J. Dillon's going to bring to the table. We haven't seen him take a snap in the NFL yet. I do know Aaron Jones became a better pass blocker and pass catcher out of the backfield, but is he the second-best pass catcher on this team behind Devontae Adams? Well, technically, Alan Lazard had three more receiving yards than him last year. He was 470. 
77 and Aaron Jones was 474. So Alan Lazard might have something to say about that, but uh, there's no question that Aaron Jones as a pass receiver factors into this offense quite a bit. And, and I mean, he's a playmaker. That, that's, that's kind of the, the role that he has established for himself. It's not just a runner. I mean, he's a playmaker. You get the ball in his hands, whether that's splitting out wide and, and going 70 yards for a touchdown in Kansas City uh, as a receiver or, or the 16 rushing touchdowns that he had last year, you just get the ball in his hands. So I don't think that they're going to be too cautious about how that happens. I think that that's going to be a goal for sure with – with this offense is, is just getting it to Aaron Jones. Um, is he the second best? I, I don't, I, you know, Alan Lazard is a guy that they're going to have to rely on to, to make a jump here. It's not ideal that he didn't get a full off season because he is a young player, uh, but there was enough signs last year that, that he could not, not, not only the production, but over and over again on third down, he, st- he stepped up. I, he had the big touchdown in Detroit when they were mounting their comeback in the finale to secure the bye. Um, so I, I would still say that going into the season, especially without Devin Funches now, Alan Lazard's probably factoring in it as that second receiver. Uh, that was going to be my next question. So Equinemia St. Brown, we know we didn't get a chance to see last year. I think he's got a lot of talent, but I just haven't seen it on display. Marquez Valdez, Scantling, short arms, some passes. Uh, what? Who's the X factor? Is it a guy like Jake Kumaro or this Reggie Bagleton I keep hearing about? You know, the X factor might still be MVS. If you were to, you know, what you just said about Equinemius St. Brown, if you were to pause MVS's career after year one, you would have said the same thing about him. He, he had a, a lot of positive signs as a rookie. And then obviously mm-hmm. he, he fell apart last year. I mean, his confidence was shot. Uh, the first play uh, against the Bears at Lambeau Field late in the season when he had a touchdown slip through his hands, and that was kind of the epitome of, of how his season went. Now, we've seen this in, in, in very recent past. We've seen a receiver have a very solid rookie year, fall apart as a sophomore, and then rebound and recover in remarkable fashion. His name was Devontae Adams. So I think that helps Marquez Valdez-Scantling, that he has a Devontae Adams in his room to, to, to learn from, to, to rely on, um, that, that, that can't hurt. But when you look at talent, now you just, you just on paper, who, who's taller, stronger, faster? It, it's it's MDF. I mean, his 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 size speed is is rare. We've seen a lot of big plays. So I think the X factor is can he respond and can he rebound and refine his confidence going into year three now? And I don't think it's a coincidence that when we've talked to him this offseason, Matt Lafleur has made it clear that they're going to rely on MDF. They need that recovery to happen because of the talent that he has shown. Uh, Equinemia St. Brown, same thing. We, we, all we see now is one one season of, of sample size for him, uh, and it was something to build on. It doesn't necessarily mean that he will, especially coming off the injury. So there's question marks there, uh, but there's also a lot of talent. If those two guys can can play to their talent level, uh, it, it bodes well for this offense. Uh, talking with Ryan Wood of the Green Bay Press-Gazette and PackersNews.com. You can find him on Twitter at ByRyanWood. Uh, real quick before I let you go, uh, we're going to talk about Kenny Clark coming up here in just a little bit, but uh, is Kenny Clark uh, either the top priority or one of the top two or three priorities to re-sign this coming offseason, or where do you see that going? Pro- you know, probably David Bakhtiari. It just he's still young, he's an all-pro left tackle, and, and the position is prioritized over an interior lineman. But 
I mean, if David Bakhtiari's 1A, then Kenny Clark's 1B. It's going to be really interesting because if you look at, you know, where Kenny Clark might end up finding his market value, it's not too much to, to think that he could be looking at $16 million a year. I mean, that puts him right on the fringe of the top 10 of interior linemen. He was top 10 last year in sacks, and he was the youngest player among the top 10 in sacks at his position last year. He was six in sacks among interior linemen. Second straight year, he had six sacks, and he cracked into the Pro Bowl. He's looking at it conservatively, $16 million a year. How does that work with the receding cap because of coronavirus? Even without that, Brian Gutekind's had a lot of free agent questions to, uh, to, to answer, a lot of tough decisions with, with his own free agents coming up next spring. Uh, with, with the potentially receding cap, it's, it's going to be a, a funnel that leads to a ton of tough decisions. It's going to be really interesting to see how Gutekind prioritizes all the tough calls he has to make. Ryan, great stuff as always. Look forward to it all season long, and we'll talk again uh, on Thursday, okay? All right. We'll, we'll see you later, Bill. All right, buddy. Talk to you later. There you go. Ryan Wood of the Green Bay Press-Gazette and PackersNews.com joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. 80-plus years. They've been doing it. Call them, 844-PRIDE, or go to SchneiderJobs.com. That's 844-PRIDE. Or go to uh, SchneiderJobs.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.